Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. I am now a disciple of Plaque. And it is time for me, me to go to Talonus, go to the forest statue and meet up with the Thanorians and perform my duty as a disciple of Plaque and banish whatever evil I can find here with my mace and maybe my fists but mostly my mace explore Talonus forest statue explore the statue in honour of Plaque hidden in the forest you're once again standing before the vine entangled idol of Pauk, hidden deep in the forest outside Talonus. Place your hands on the statue. The moment your hands touch the ancient stone, your surroundings begin to blur and grow dim. A bright flash of white light momentarily blinds you, and an instant later, you are weightless, floating in no discernible direction through a vast emptiness flecked with the faint glow of thousands of tiny specks of green light. Almost as soon as the sensation has begun, it is over, and you find yourself once again on your own two feet, in a landscape quite different from the one dif- different than the one from which you departed only moments ago. Okay, where am I? You're standing in the northwest corner of the Thanorian town of Shadow Edge in the neverall realm of Canorthanar. A large statue, identical to the one in the forest outside Talonus, stands to your right. You know that touching, touching this statue will transport you back to the world of Swift. 
Suddenly, the voice of a young woman wings out behind you. You turn around to see a young woman moving towards you. The woman is wearing a chain, chain tunic, and across her shoulder is a heavy spiked club. We've awaited your coming for quite some time, she says, as she draws near. The young Fenorian woman bows gracefully. She draws up to you and introduces herself as Maimoro. Like all Fenorians, her jet black eyes have no pupils and her skin is a shade of deep grey. Yeah, nice to see to have some non-humans for a change. You're eagerly awaited in our meeting house, says Mimodo. Our leader, Kirin Takam, wishes to speak with you at once. Your arrival is certainly an answer to our prayers, and quite possibly literally, for I could not imagine a more timely appearance with all that has happened of late. Mimodo studies you closely, and what appears to be a look of disappointment briefly passes over her face. You must... You must forgive me for saying this, for I mean no ill by she said. But I had somehow expected our departed master's new discipline would be somehow different. No matter then. Follow me. Maymaro leads you to a meeting house in the centre of Shadow Range, where you are met by a tall, grey-haired, broad-shouldered leader of Honorians, a man by the name of Kirin Takam. You have little doubt, as you first set our eyes on your man, he is a warrior of great strength and ability. But that's not enough for the problems this place has. You introduce yourself to him, and he bows deeply, revealing a double-bladed axe strapped to his back. You've come to us in our hour of need, Zoop, he says grimly. We have been struck by grave misfortune of late, and indeed we prayed that the great warrior spirit would send out his, his chosen disciple, a worthy champion that would turn back the vile tide that threatens to consume us. It appeared that our prayers have not gone unanswered. You speak at length with Quinn, and you are impressed not only by his resolve, but by the bravery and resilience of the Fenorian people that he leads, ever beset by the tide of evil that seeks to destroy them, the Fenorians have pledged themselves to survival against seemingly overwhelming odds. Quinn tells you that Shadow Edge is protected not only by its vigilant and well-trained citizenry, but also by three ancient standing stones on, on its perimeter, the edge of the forest. The standing stones are magical, he explained. Each was long ago fitted with a powerful enchanted jewel that wards off our enemies, preventing them from nearing our town. Quinn tells you that a week ago, a militia passing near one of the standing stones came upon a disturbing scene. They witnessed a tall, robed, skeletal being working some sort of magic on the jewel that powers the stone. Before they could intervene, the powerful creature had removed the jewel and fled into the forest. I'm guessing this barrier probably worked more against armies than than single agents. Uh, that would be it. And also, imagine this 
probably some sort of counter spell for, you could make for it. But it's really difficult, time consuming and expensive. So you couldn't cast it on an entire army. But you could say cast it on a single skeleton and have that just bring down the barrier for you. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. You learn that the militia followed the being a short ways into the wood where they witnessed it entering a dark cave. The entire incident has unnerved all of us, says Quinn, for the magic that binds the jewels to the sanding stones is ancient and powerful. That which could break such magic must in its own right be of great potency. We fear the theft of the jewel could pretend an immediate invasion. Without the protection of all standing stones, our defences are indeed humbled. And I guess we've only got... I guess they've only got so much time until someone figures it out. You know, other than the person who did it. Quinn tells you that following the theft of the jewel, the Venorians made a desperate plea in the form of a unified prayer to plaque. He asked that he might send us his chosen disciple, states the leader of the Flornarians. It would appear that our prayer has been answered. There are many in Shadowhead who have long felt that the great warrior spirit has forsaken us entirely. I hope that your presence will convince them otherwise. There is little time, cautions Grin. You must enter the cave in the forest and seek out the creature that stole the jewel. Only with the safe return of the jewel can we hope to adequately defend our home. Until the jewel is back in its proper place, we remain vulnerable to attack and infiltration. I pray you will achieve a swift victory. Shadow Edge in the womb of Canalthar is a town engaged in a daily battle for survival against an unrelenting tide of vile and treacherous enemies that press its borders. A high wall surrounds the town, and a watchtower next to the main gates offers a wide view of the dangerous lands that border the last standing Flanorian refuge. A collection of greystone buildings make up the interior of the town. Those, those streets lie empty save for frequent patrols of its well-armed and highly trained citizenry. No sun shines upon Canothar, but a thick, greyish light seeps through the perpetual ceiling of clouds, illuminating the once glorious realm of Palk. So, here's some options. I could... Journey to the cave in the forest, which I should do really quickly. I could visit Yulia the weapon ship, weaponsmith, visit the meeting house, visit the watchtower. Or I could leave and abandon all these people who put so much faith in me. No, I'm not doing that. Too many people, too many people have put, have put, have put too much expectations on me. And there is someone else here, but they're in their own Shadow Edge. Because that's just how it works. Yes, they're there. Apparently, they also put off going here for 
quite a while. Which I guess does happen, but I think most people, this is a pretty early quest. Which I'll explain why when we get to it. Okay, visit the watchtower. The watchtower. Tall structure of wood and stone in the centre of the town. Serves not only as a lookout point, but also a base for, for the well-trained Flanorian scouts. Led by a woman named Manaro. A sizeable portion of the Shadow Edge militia is also based here. Ready at a moment's notice to rush to the defence of the town. The watchtower is empty. Save for a small handful of militia who are busy training with their weapons. They tell you that a large number of scouts, led by, Mem by Memoro, are on a dangerous mission beyond the borders of Shadow Edge, and the time frame for their return is unknown. Leave the watchtower. What? Meeting house. The meeting house serves as a base of operations for the leader of the Floyds. Kirin Takeb, several of the town's officials, most notably members of the militia, are present here drawing up plans for the defence of Shadow Edge. All eyes are drawn to you as you enter. Quim looks up, his haggard face betraying his fatigue. How goes the tax soup? Actually, I haven't done anything. I've just been wandering around. You briefly report your progress thus, thus far, while Quinn and the others listen with great interest. Don't let us hold you here now, says Quinn. The sooner we have that jewel back in its rightful place... The safer our town will be. You bid them all farewell and turn and leave the meeting house. Visit Yulia the weaponsmith. The weaponsmith is a woman named Yulia. She greets you with a smile as you enter her smithy and wipes her brow with the back of her hand. What is it you seek? she asks. Inquire about invulnerable weapons. Ah! The weapons of a true disciple of the great warrior spirit, says Yulia. There is but one place in all of Kanulthar that you may rely upon finding the weapons that will bear the icons that Palk has seen fit to bestow upon his disciple. You must seek out the brothers Clag, Zenrock and Weffin, only, only in their mystical form. Forge can such items be are such items crafted? Yolia warns you that the Brothers Forge lies outside the bounds of Shadow Edge, and anyone planning to journey to it must understand the danger of such a trek. It is a lonely, desolate stretch that lies between our town and the Forge, she cautions. There are things that, wo that roam this realm that are better left to our nightmares. I'm finished and I leave the smithy. Okay, I can journey to the Forge of the Brothers Crag. Yeah, I can already do that. Alright, this will explain what all those icons are for as you depart. Shadow Edge, bound for the mystical Forge of the Brothers Crag. I probably should just be retrieving that gem rather than wandering off off. Then wandering off for a huge distance, Fenorians at guard along, along the town border wish you a swift journey and a safe return. Be ever wary around that pair, cautions one of the guardsmen. Those two are as unpredictable as any tempest. 
Fortunately, the journey to the forge is swift and uneventful. As you approach the long stone corridor situated atop a barren, border-strewn hill several miles from Shadowhedge, you note the thick plumes of smoke rising from three chimneys that jut through the ancient roof. The sound of metal striking metal, intertwined with high-pitched maniacal laughter, greets your ears as you stride up and push open the massive doors that lead inside. The forge, the forge of the brothers Crag, is like something out of a strange dream. The brothers, two cruel, grotesque, two tall, grotesque humanoids, with three arms jutting out of each side of their bulbous, four-legged forms, seem to regard you with an unnerving degree of interest. They scuttle about on their four legs like giant insects, tending to three furnaces that heat the smithy to an almost unbearable level. Now 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 this is very non human, and that's brilliant. What is it what is it you wish, disciple? says Kinnerick, as he eyes you curiously. No one ever comes out this way to visit unless they want something, that's Wacken Dowley. We find we are usually quite capable of accommodating them. Ask to see the invuable items the brothers have crafted. Brothers Crag show you a variety of invuable weapons and pieces of armour that have been crafted in their mystical forge. They watch you with an unnerving level of interest as you look over the selection. Few of the items for sale here. So there's... Imburable longsword, axe, spear, and staff, and dagger, and a mace and a club. They all have four MR, but they are imburable. Let's just look at the longsword. There is currently no never items affixed to this item. This weapon is of imburable quality. This is an imburable item. You may affix icon- icons to it to enhance its attributes. To affix an icon to it, click on items to view your inventory and then and then use this item. Okay, okay, you can also buy an axe. Let's, okay, I've said let's buy a mace. I don't it's I don't think it's not going to be any better than what I already have. Because this this is a really old adventure. It's really old and so when it was made presumably these were some top tier items or at least they could be top tier with the white imbuables but now now they're not even if you get even if you put three icons on okay and then there's the items there's an imbuable leather breastplate. Anyway, there's 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 three there's five armors, two SP, three SP, four SP, five SP, and six SP. So you the best is the imbuable plate breastplate, which provides six stamina points before any tokens turn up. It protects your torso, and oh well, I'll buy I'll buy one of those too. Okay, 
That cost me 6,500 gold, but that's not an issue. There we are. Now. Okay. Return to Shadow Edge. Leaving the Forge of the Brothers Crag is not as easy an endeavour as you would expect. At every step, you are dogged by the two scuttling beings, who seem to conveniently find tasks to attend to that are directly in the door to your path. Both Zenok and Wekko leer at you the entire time as you slowly but steadily progress towards the exit. Do come again, says Zenok, as you reach the door. Give, your, give our regards to the fine citizens of Shadow Edge. Take care on your journey back, says Wekvin, his words interrupted by minor fits of maniacal laughter. Without a word, you leave the forge and make your way back to Shadow Edge. And there it is, I'm back. I, nothing happened to me on the way, which is for the best, really. Okay, so now I've got this wood icon. I can show them. I can show that you how you can use these icons. Use. No, no, no way. No, mate. Oh yeah, no, you, you use the imbuable item. Okay. Let's have a look at our imbuable mace. Use it. This item may bear up to three Neville icons. You closely examine the imbuable mace. Though common by all appearance, the weapon has strange otherworldly quality about it. This item may bear up to three Neville icons. Fixed icons. There are no item Neville icons affixed to this item. Click on the name of the item below to affix it to your imbuable mace. So, wood icon of legendary body. I can affix it. And now, the now the imbuable mace, it now provides one body. Which I guess could come in handy if I didn't have those stats already maximised. Yeah, so you can get three of those icons, and they will turn up. You get a lot of them in the course of the game, which is another reason why you should do this thing early. So you have mo so you have more time to get the icons, which, even though the they won't ever really make lead to equipment that's better than what you already find. You do get 16 XP to Arcania for each one you identify. And you know, you can look at them too. But probably the most interesting thing about the imbuable weapons and armour is you can name them. So I can name this imbuable mace. I could name it Bob. <laughs> or maybe I could name it Mike. Mike the Mace. Rename the item. Yeah, you can name it whatever you want. Although, presum presumably, if there's... If, if you named it something... 
if you if you don't get something really terrible, you know, like a smear or an insult or or swear word, you know, something that you w- you wouldn't want to see in a, in a, in someone's in someone's profile. You know, the sort of the things you wouldn't be allowed to give a character name. I'm pretty sure if you if you if you decided to name your weapon Hitler did nothing wrong or something like that, you'd probably quite rightly have the name changed at the very least. But I mean, who would do that? You have to be a you have to be be pretty pretty messed up person just to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, but probably more importantly, you could name them just to, you know, just just so you can wall build wall build your character a bit. So uh, so so people can every your profiles, which will have these items on them, will be will be are public so someone could look at those items and see your indi- see your uniquely a- named see your uniquely named items so that that's that's pretty much the main benefit and you can rename them as often as you want you know for quirkiness but anyway, I've been wasting in I've been wasting more than enough time. Oh wait. Yeah, uh, you know, I I'll I'll think I won't even consider doing any more imbuing until I get some more more of the icons. Oh yeah, and you can Yep, I can the the weapon is called Mike now. Use the item. Oh, wait. I think... Yeah, I think once you've imbued three items, you can take them off, if I remember correctly. Oh, I think... Yeah, I think that's what you can do. Or may- maybe you take them to Lorathium. Something like that. Anyway, I'm pretty sure there's a way to take them off. But anyway, we've, we've been leaving these people waiting more than long enough. It's time to journey to the cave in the forest. This is a relatively short trek to, to your destination in the forest outside Shadow Edge. And within an hour, you find yourself standing on the outcrop of a weathered stone, staring down at the dark, foreboding mouth of the cave. You hope that somewhere in the inky darkness of the place, you will find the missing jewel so desperately needed by the Fenorians. Enter the cave. The thin grey light of Cuddle Far flitters into this cave from its mouth to the west. The passage leads into darkness to the east. Okay, I'm on the western side of a cave, with a passage to the north. A bright red flash suddenly illuminates the dark passage, and you gasp in horror 
as you behold a crackling bolt of crimson flame hurtling through the darkness towards you. You have only seconds to react before the bolt will strike you square on the... I can use fortification or I can dodge. Fortification, of course. Call upon the power. The magical barrier of shimmering gold sparkles takes form in front of you. Only a scant second before the flaming bolt arrives. The crimson missile smashes into your hastily awaited shield and dissipates into a shower of glowing embers. You peer ahead into the darkness, half expecting that another bolt will follow, but your eyes come to rest on something odd in the shadows, not far along the passage. Sitting on the ground, about ten yards along the passage, is a large red orb of crystal. The strange object pulses with a faint reddish hue, and emits a low, barely discernible hum. As you stand staring down at this odd item, you note with some apprehension that the reddish hue is slowly becoming brighter. You have little doubt that this is the source of the flaming bolt, and it is preparing to discharge another. So I can move away, or destroy the orb. Just deal with it right now. You're about, you're about to, t- you set about attempting to destroy the orb before it can release another deadly bolt of flame. It's a crystal orb. And I'm just going to fight it. Now, what power should I use? I haven't used divination in a while. Sword of thought. You te- you're tearing into your enemy's mind with a powerful telekinetic ap- attack. Paralyzing your foe. And then I can attack. Oh, it's a sustained attack. Sustained power effect will last for four more rounds. Paralyzing my foe again. 15 melee waiting this round. Glowing hot sparks emerge from the orb as you strike it. Paralyzing your foe. <laughs> this is actually pretty effective. Cons- considering it seems to make them waste half their turns. So if you're facing something that could do devastating specials but you even and it was still a free plus though with devastating specials it might well be one of the might be the best power to use to preserve your to preserve your emma preserve your never reserve for healing and it is slain Yeah, you can. You, you, yep, yeah, there's about 20 different power usages, and they're all a little bit different. Your final blow shatters the crystal orb, sending a cloud of razor sharp fragments into the air. You, it's 2 XP to divination. That's the combat XP. You shield your face as the crystal shards raise down in the cave passage all around you. The crystal orb is no more. Okay, there's something to the east. You feed in your tracks as your reliable light illuminates the massive bulk of a hooked fiend, stomping out of the shadows towards you. The massive, Neville Denson raises its powerful hook-tipped, arm, hook-tipped arms and prepares to bring them down upon you. This is a hook fiend and it has its own description. Hook fiend. This hulking, grotesque, two-legged horror is a Denson of the Nevelous. Patches of wiry grey and brown fur cover its thick hind, 
and its powerful muscular arms are fitted with enormous bone hooks instead of hands. Like many of the wicked creatures that spring from the depths of the Nevenus, the hook fiend knows no fear and shows no mercy. Well, neither do I. Hook fiend. The hook fiend smashes at you with his massive hook-tipped arms, but it is still slain. Yes, since I'm doing this scenario so late, everything is super easy. And actually, things would probably still be super easy if I'd done it at the regular time. Because that's just how much more powerful modern characters are than than characters were when this was first made 15 years ago or something. The Hook Fiend crashes to the ground, its thick greenish blood oozing from the deep wounds you inflicted on it. This horrid Neville abomination will never again terrorise another soul. Certainly, somewhere far off in the distance, a faint but unnerving ghoulish laugh rises in the darkness. Okay, what's that? Alright. Okay, and east of the passage is something. East of the entrance is something. Crackling cackling erupts from the darkness as you proceed along the passage. And your progress is halted as a half dozen hideous, knee-high horned creatures sleek out of the shadows that surround you. The largest of these grotesque, purple-hued humanoids slobbers an unintelligible command. And the five other five creatures set themselves upon you without mercy. This is five horned creepers. And there's a law entry for this. These small humanoid abominations reside in the depths of the Nevenus and are known to hoard countless Neville realms. Their thick, warty skin is a deep, purplish hue. A small horn protruding from the middle of their skulls, coupled with their ability to move, with barely making a sound, has given rise to their names. Alright, let's go fight these horned creepers. So I can kill, or I can run. What happens if I do run? The horned creepers cackle menacingly as they attempt to gore you with their horns. You you manage to evade combat, and you don't halt your fight until once again in a safe location. I'm at the entrance. Okay. Here are these horned creepers again. Now let's actually fight them for real. With... The power of sustained decay from destruction. The power of destruction causes your foes to decay 10 damage. The horn creepers cackle menacingly as they attempt to gore you with their horns. And 11 damage from the sustained decay. And 25 damage from my regular attack. And they all fall down dead. 2xp to destruction. The five horned creepers lie in an expanding pool of blood at your feet. Their leader, nearly twice as large as his smaller brethren, snarls at you, bearing a row of jagged, blood-stained teeth. The disgusting creature howls with rage as it flings itself across the passage at you. This is a large horned creeper, and I'm going to kill it. With the power of an obstacle! 
you conjure up an obstacle to befuddle your foe. 16 to your melee weighting this round, that means nothing. Plus 4 adjustment to your t to your combat roll. And it's, it's a one turn thing. What if I use entangle? Thick weaving vines appear and twist themselves around your foe. Plus two. Plus two adjustment to your combat wall. A, a shimmering length. Ah, this last entangle lasts for multiple rounds. A shimmering length of golden rope suddenly appears and binds your foe. Plus three adjustment to your combat wall, making it a twenty. And it cannot attack this round because it's all tied up. Stain your foe. Two XP to bashing. Hmm. No, no, no XP to conjuration. Oh well. The horned creeper topples over. Its grotesque head nearly split in two from the ferocity of your blows. A foul stench rises from its corpse. And it's all you can do to keep from gagging. Okay, and directly east. Strange sounds echo in the distance. And now and again you feel as if something is following you along the Shadow Cave Passage. You are eager to complete your mission and leave this foul place once and for all. Okay. A, cru a crudely etched symbol of pack adorns the wall here. It has been mockingly disfigured. Okay. I got to the southeast corner and east a bit, and here's something to the south. Here is another hook fiend. A massive bulk. You freeze in your tracks as your reliable light source illuminates the massive bulk of a hook fiend stomping out of the shadows towards you. The massive, Neville Denson raises its powerful hook tipped arms and prepares to bring them down upon you. It's another hook fiend, and I'll use. The power of summoning an elemental. That increases your melee rating. So it's absolutely useless in this situation. Because it's all it's already the earth elemental savagely assails your foe. Yep. 2xp to elementalism. The hook fiend crashes to the ground. It's thick greenish blood oozing from the deep wounds you inflicted on it. This horrid, never abomination will never again terrorise another soul. Suddenly, somewhere far off in the distance, a faint but unnerving ghoulish laugh rises in the darkness. Okay, now continue going east. Advancing along the cave passage towards you is a pair of flaming swordsmen. swordsmen. Bright and blue flames cover their bodies and leap from the blades of their long swords. The swordsmen hold aloft their weapons, and the sound of hundreds of voices shrieking in terror fills the passage. You steal yourself for a brutal encounter as the fearsome beings approach its two burning bladesmen. These cruel, glassly swordsmen are found throughout many Neville realms. Although they make their home in the fiery realm of Takrith, where they serve and their lord and master, Emberwath the Slayer. That's what is Takwith. Expanded info is not available. I guess that was something that was planned, but it never, never went, never actually happened. 
Oh well, I mean, if he did everything, you, you could you could spend you, you could you could spend months on ends just filling in the law book, which would really just make people more and more anxious to go to all these exciting places. So it actually just make people complain. So anyway, two burning bladesmen. But the bladesmen slash at you with their flaming swords and are slain. 2xp. You take a few moments to catch your breath following your victory. Before once again setting off through the shadowy cave. Alright, I'll go to the south. It's another hook fiend. And I slay that. 4xp. The hook fiend crashes to the ground. It's thick greenish blood oozing from the deep wounds you inflicted of it. This horrid, neverable abomination will never again terrorise another soul. Suddenly, far off in the distance, a faint but unnerving ghoulish laugh rises in the darkness. Okay, I'm near the south-east corner now. Going east a bit more. Another alcove to the south. Another hook fiend. Just quick combat that. 4xp for that. Right, going north, northeast corner. Seven horned creepers. Ga a ghastly crackling precedes the arrival of seven small, grotesque humanoid creatures who emerge from the shadows on your right, staring and glaring at you menacingly. A single horn protrudes from the head of each of the purple skinned horrors. The seven horned creepers stalk along the passage towards you, their small feet making no sound. As they lightly strike the cave floor. Seven horned creepers. What power should I use? Telekinetic thrust! You call upon your master of telekinesis to augment your attack. 17 melee weight this round. Well, that's not particularly useful here. Okay. 2xp. There is little time to dwell on your victory, for no sooner has the last of the horned creatures been dispatched. A crowd from a sound from behind causes you to spin around. The gloom of the cave passage on your eye in the gloom of the cave passage your eyes behold a new danger steadily approaching. Advancing along the cave passage towards you is a flaming swordsman. Bright blue and green flames cover the being's entire form, and leap from the blade the drawn longsword. The, sword, the swordsman opens his mouth as if to speak, and the din of hundreds of shrieking voices suddenly fills the passage. You steal yourself for a brutal encounter. As the fearsome being approaches, it's a burning bladesman. And I knocked it down in one blow. <laughs> Off goes its head, presumably. 2xp. You take a few moments to catch your breath following your victory, before once again setting off through the shadowy cave. Okay, the passage is coming to an end. Two question marks in a row, here's the first. A cloaked skeletal figure, its fleshless head covered by a tall hood, steps into the passage before you and hisses menacingly. The creature's hands begin to grow light blue, and you fear it's preparing to wield some sort of foul magic. Our oh, master Zawag, 
bids you welcome. This is the being. He longs for the chance to feast on the flesh of a disciple of black. Elk. The wicked creature throws his hands forward as tines of blue lightning begin to crackle around its fingers. It's a bone sorcerer. And I'm going to smash it to bits. Reaches out to touch you with the electrified fingers. You cry out in pain as tines of blue lightning envelop your body for six damage. And then it is slain. In two more attacks. Two XP. You take a few moments to catch your breath following your victory. Before once again setting off through the shadowy cave. Okay, west one more. Thick spider webs jangle from the ceiling here. You take care not to brush against them. Explore the stone chamber. On the far side of the womb, a dark opening leads down into shadow. Descend through the dark opening. A faint breeze drifts down from the dark opening overhead. The sound of dripping water echoes somewhere off in the distance. Okay, I can go east or west. Start by going west. Three burning bladesmen stop and step into the passage in front of you. Their flaming weapons drawn in preparation for battle. You steal yourself for a brutal encounter as the fearsome beings approach. Three burning blailsmen. I shall use... Phase Gate. Oh, that, that's... That, that's pretty disappointing. They slash at you with their blades and they are slain. 2xb. Salohark, the Vanquisher, awaits you! This is a hooded skeleton as it steps into view less than ten yards from where you stand. The good master awaits the foolish mortal that dares tread here under the banner of Pauk. It's another bone sorcerer. Which is out to touch you with its electrified fingers. You cry out in pain as tines of blue lightning envelop your body. Ah! Yeah! No, probably better. <laughs> it is slain. 2xp. You take a few moments to catch your breath following your victory, before once again setting off through the shadowy cave. Okay, getting to the end of this passage. There's something. A lone skeleton, its fleshless head concealed in the shadows cast by an oversized black hood, suddenly appears in the passage before you. Zagrog shall grind your bones to dust, human! This is the skeleton, as blue sparks begin to swirl around its bony fingers. No, no disciple of plaque shall tread in the master's lair without inviting his wrath. Another bone sorcerer. Tweeches out to touch you with its electrified fingers, and you cry out in pain as blue lightning envelops your body. For two damage. That's it. That's a pretty disappointing special. And I finish in battle wage. Stop talking about Zawag and just lead me to him. The bone sorcerer crumbles to the ground at your feet. Suddenly, a ghost-like form rises from the shattered remains of the skeleton. You watch in horror as the wavering image of a large armoured skeleton appears in the passage before you. 
the skeleton hisses viciously and draws a blood-stained longsword from his side, side, levelling the blade at you menacingly. You, near, you edge nearer to painful, certain death, human, the image shrieks. I wait you in the shadows! The image rapidly fades, and you once again find yourself alone in the dark. Okay, going going back to the main part, and then northeast. Four burning bladesmen rush into the passage in front of you, their flaming weapons drawn in preparation for battle. Hmm. I think I must be getting close. The numbers are getting larger. You steal yourself for a brutal encounter as the fearsome beings rapidly approach. Alright, bash. I decapitate one. Bash, I decapitate two of them. Bash, I decapitate the fourth. You take a few mo- two XP. You take a few moments to catch your breath following your victory before once again setting off through the shadowy cave. Alright, selfie some more. Your progress along the cave passage is halted when a large blob of ooze weaves into view ahead. The undulating mass of fetid muck emits a foul odour that causes your eyes to wander. Attack the yellow ooze. Long, sticky threads emerge from the ooze's quivering form as you draw within melee range. Begin combat with the yellow ooze. The ooze shoots out long, sticky tendrils at you. And is slain. 3 XP. Your final blow spatters the foul ooze onto the walls, floor and ceiling of the cave passage. You watch as the last remnants of the putrid slime quiver and then slowly dissolve into the stone, leaving behind no trace of their existence. Okay. I'm getting near the end. Northeastern corner. Nothing there. The air is cold on this level of the cave. You can't help but shiver as you proceed with great caution through the eerie darkness. Okay, going west, something else. Bright blue and green flames leap from the blood bod- body and sword of a broad soldered shoulder burning blademen that suddenly strides into the passage ahead of you. The silent warrior moves quickly towards you, its long sword poised to cut you down where you stand. It's a burning blade master. Yep. And it has the same description as a regular Burning Bladesman. This must be the commander or something of all the other Burning Bladesmen. Perhaps the final guard? The Blademaster swings his flaming sword, longsword at you. And it is slain to XP. You take a few moments to catch your breath following your victory, before once again setting off through the shadowy cave. Alright, going west, then going south. A set of rough-hoon stone steps descends into the darkness here. The sound of dripping water echoes eerily off off, off in the distance. Descend the set of steps. (laughs) 
three floors. That's quite a lot. A set of rough, steep stone, huge stone steps ascends through a dark opening. Large patches of green and brown mould cover the wall, walls and ceiling of this section of the cave. Okay, going east. Oh, I can go. I can go east, north, or south. To the east, something off. Here's six horned creepers. Loud cackling merges, erupts from all sides, and you steer yourself for combat as six horned creepers leap from the shadows on either side of the passage. Yes, it looks like every battle here is 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 scripted. No random battles. Horn creepers crackle menacing, it attempts to call you with the horns, and they are slain to XP. Okay, what happens to the east? A massive beast, constructed out of the skull and bones of some horrific beast, sits against a wall in this alcove. A keyhole is plainly visible beneath the glaring eye socks of the skull. A massive chest constructed out of the skull and bones of some horrific beast sits against the wall of this alcoholia. A keyhole is plainly visible through the glaring eye sockets of the skull. The chest is locked, but you are certain it must also be protected by some sort of magic. So I've got to get an item to use it, or I could just leave it for now while I get the item, or use the power of telekinesis destruction um, telekinesis channel the power of telekinesis it succeeded 8 xp to telekinesis using the power of your mind you manage to successfully manipulate the locks mechanism into releasing hear a faint click from within the stone chest and to your surprise the, che- the lid suddenly flies open without warning a bright flash erupts from the stone chest Sending several wings of fire hurtling towards you. You must act quickly, viewer, to avoid the deadly trap. Okay. I can dive clear. We use fortification. Fortification. Channeling it. 8 XP to fortification. The wings of fire collide with your hastily erected invisible barrier. And dissipate into several showers of crimson sparks. You breathe a sigh of relief and lower your magical defence. You quickly move over and peer into the open chest. Much to your surprise, the interior of the massive chest is empty, save for a small black bone wing. The wing is carved into the likeness of a fearsome serpent. You promptly take possession of the wing. It's an unidentified black bone wing. I'm going to have to remember to identify it later. If I don't remember to identify it when you hit when you've heard it, I will I will add me identifying it on t- at the end of the episode in one or one, two or most three days time, probably. Unidentified black bone wing, view it. This wing is carved out of solid black bone. It's been fashioned into the likeness of a fearsome serpent. I'll have to identify it to find out more. Okay, that's the eastern passage done. Now north. A skeleton in flowing black robes emerges from the shadows and levels a glowing, bony finger at you. The the creature hisses sharply 
as the sparks begin to dance about the tip of its fingers. Another bone sorcerer reaches out to touch you with the electrified fingers and is slain. I'm guessing these bone sorceresses are Zaroleg's most trust are Zaroleg's acolytes and elite and elite guard. There's four burning bladesmen. They appear out in the darkness ahead and move swiftly towards you. Hmm. But we still have some of these hanging out. I thought I thought once you could get through the blade master, there would be no point sending any more. 2xp. You barely a moment to catch your breath when eerie, when eerie echoing crackles erupt from the darkness. You turn about in just in time to see seven horned creepers slinking out of the darkness. The horrid creatures gash their sharp teeth as they close in. Seven horned creepers. Just gotta give them a bash. They gore me with my horns while they try to. They didn't succeed because they're dead. The sound of heavy footfalls reaches your ears. And you stand at the ready, awaiting the unexpected, massive grey grey shape that lum that lumbers out of the shadow. Stomping along the passage door you is 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 a large being of solid stone. Twice the size of the largest human, the powerful creature wields a massive stone club that it used to strike the wall as it advances. This is a stone slayer. At least twice as large as the largest human, and many times stronger than that. Stone slayers are fearsome beings formed out of solid stone that haunt many Neville realms. These beings fear nothing and normally wield massive stone clubs. They will often be found in the service of some greater Neville Denson, presumably Zarag in this case. Let's just take down this stone slayer. Swipes at you with its massive club. It's got quite a lot of health. And down it goes. 4xp. You take a few moments to catch your breath following your victory. For once again setting off through the shadowy cave. You can hear someone calling for help nearby. Now and again a bone chilling laugh rises in the distance. Echoing eerily off the walls of the caves. With your steel nerves somewhat on edge, continue to press on through the dank subterranean there. So let's go south. You arrive at the dead end in the cave passage and are stunned to find a wounded Felanorian man slumped against the wall. Oh, of course they sent some people in. He looks up as you approach and smiles weakly. His hands and feet are bound tightly with thick rope. You quickly untie him and he staggers to his feet, then bows deeply before you. I've begun to give up hope, he says. I never have dreamed I'd be rescued by a disciple of the great warrior spirit. You are a most welcome sight. The man tells you his name is Gilburn and he was captured by the foul densons of this lair almost a week ago as he and five others patrolled the border of Shadow Edge. The others were killed, he says. I'm certain Kerr and the others have given us all up for dead. I've given myself up. I've given myself up for dead. But when I heard the sound of my captures being slain, I knew the great warrior spirit had not abandoned me. He rests here at the end of the cave passage for some time with Grebum, while he recovers his strength. Stanima points 
fully restored. At last, Gebin tells you he feels strong enough to continue, and you instruct him to leave the cave and return to Shadow Edge at once. He nods in agreement and lights a lamp that he draws out of a pack slung over his shoulder. It's a powerful wickedness in this place, warns Gribbin as he departs, and I fear you are very near to it now. You must take care, discipline, disciple. You watch as, as Gibbon departs, following the light of his lamp, until it is at last swallowed up by the gloom. And now, since there's no random encounters here, I know he's going to get out of here. Okay, there we are. Now to check out the South Passage. Here's another bone sorcerer, just going to give that a good old bash. You cry out in pain as tines of blue lightning envelop your body. Ain't got time for that, be slain! To XP, you take a few moments to catch your breath following your victory, before once again setting off through the shadowy cave. Okay, going southeast a bit, here's the next one. The sound of heavy footfalls reaches your ears, and you stand at the weddy, awaiting the unexpected, massive grey shape that lumbers out of the shadows. Stomping along the passage towards you is a large being of solid stone, twice the size of the largest human. The powerful creature wields a massive stone club that it used to strike the wall as it advances. It's another stone slayer, and it's going to soon be a stone slayed. Yes, yes, we sh I shall use your body as bricks and mortar. To build the defences of Shadow Edge. For XP, you take a few moments to catch your breath following your victory before once again setting off through the shadowy cave. Okay, the end of the Southern Passage, here it comes. The passage you've been fo you're following opens into a broad stone chamber with high ceilings. Your heart skips a beat as your eyes fall upon a terrifying being standing on the far side of the womb. The tall, robed being strides into the centre of the chamber, flanked on either side by hulking stone slayers. Yep, yep, those are probably his best, those are his best warriors. As he draws you into a circle of light, you get your first glimpse of Zawag the Vanquisher, who has a link. Zawag the Vanquisher. A powerful undead being that has roamed the shadowy vastness of the Neverness for ages un for ages uncounted. Zawag inspires fear in those who oppose him, and in those commanded to do his bidding. Zawag can assume several forms, although it is most common for him to take on the appearance of a tall, robed skeletal figure. Go on, Zawag, show me your other forms. Um, please. Pretty please. <laughs> Many neverworld realms, and perhaps several realms on worlds outside the Neverness, have known the cruel malice of this powerful undead lord, have, and have and have been and been laid to waste beneath the feet of his dark forces. Alright, he seems to be an interdimensional conqueror. I ain't got time for that. Let's smash him. Zarag strides into the centre of the chamber, 
his long robes flowing behind him like the wings of some giant bird of prey. He raises his head and peers directly at you, his fleshless face and glowing blue eyes. Eye sockets plainly visible beneath the heavy, heavy hood that shrouds his head. A hundred realms have known the pain I wield, hisses Zawak. This realm is fallen. All that remains to be vanquished is the walking vermin of Palk, which in folly stands before me. Are you of such insolence, disciple, that you do not know when you face your own doom? Zawag waves his hand, and the two hulking stone slayers lumble forward, prepared to crush you, as silently bidden by their powerful master. Okay, stone, the first stone slayer. Stone slayers. The stone slayers swipe at you with their massive clubs. Oh, both attacking at the same time. That's, that's a better strategy. But they are still slain. 4xp. The two stone slayers lie on moving at your feet. You step over their remains and step threateningly towards the towering figure of Zawak. Zawak hisses loudly and waves his hand as you approach. A swirling blue portal suddenly appears in front of it and through it step the minions of the undead lord bent on destruction of their master's foe. As four burning bladesmen begin combat. The bladesmen slash at you with their flaming swords. Flames leap from the enemy's blade and sear your flesh for two damage. Not very much, is it? And they are slain. 2xp. Zarag laughs and draws from beneath his robes a black-bladed longsword which he levels at you menacingly. You will know the pain of a thousand deaths, worm of palk, he hisses. You steal yourself for a brutal melee as the towering form of Zarag the Vanquisher approaches. Begin combat. Alright, he's been being built up for this entire dungeon. Let's just see how tough he is. Not very. One blow and he's more than half dead. Zarag slashes you with his black-bladed longsword. And another blow. You know what? Let's just do a bit of irony. And finish him off with some necromancy. Ha! Wave touch. Your wave-like touch sends a deathly chill through your enemy. 40 damage and he is slain. 68 XP. Most of it going to necromancy. Zawag's longsword slips from his, gra- from his grip and clatters to the floor of the cave. The towering robed figure stabbers backwards several steps and then suddenly crumples into a pile of bones. The terror of a thousand worlds is no more. Okay, the, you, you thousand worlds. Uh, would you uh, uh, send me a fruit basket? You know, the fruit. Well, each each world sends your own fruit baskets because I want the fruit of a thousand different worlds because that would be interesting. Although, admittedly, probably most of those worlds have completely different biochemistry, and the fruit would be at best indigestible, at worst poisonous, 
or actually it could, it could be poisonous it could be explosive it could be it it could not be turn into gas in our place it could do all sorts of weird stuff or it could just make you crazy you quickly searches were made to discover the following the unidentified longsword which i will take this weapon is of common quality yes it's a weapon slashing apparently it's not magic but it's still interesting the black bone key taking that this is the small key you took from the remains of zawag the vanquisher that probably opens that chest i just opened and the unidentified amulet what's that this piece of common armor will protect your neck now oh, that's a lot of things to identify your heart leaps when beneath the fold of Zarag's womb, you discover the missing standing stone to... Oh yeah, that's what I was looking for. I was so busy beating up skeletons, I forgot about that. You quickly snatch up the weighty gemstone and place it securely amongst your possessions. A standing stone jewel. This is the missing standing stone jewel. You, jewel. you must present it to Chiwintarkum. In Shadow Edge at once. With Zarag defeated and miss and and the missing standing stone jewel now jewel now safely in your possession. You realise you should at once return to Shadow Edge. Okay, looks like I've gotta manually walk my way back. You gotta do it manually because there's a because so you have a chance to go back and pick up the chest. And rescue the prisoner. Ascend the stairs. Okay. Making my way through the second floor. Pretty easy. Climb through the dark opening. And here. I'm on the, on the first floor of the cave. You're eager to complete this your mission. And leave this foul place. Once and for all. Okay. Going west. And here is the exit. Head west and exit the cave. Like like, like, like many caves in Adventurers. Edges, you can't go back. Fortunately I've been everywhere in this cave. I've opened the chest. I've rescued the prisoner. That's all I need to do. Head west and exit the cave. You emerge from the cave into the perpetual grim, dim greyish light. That seeps through the internal ceiling of heavy clouds over the realm of Kunulfanar. Elated by the knowledge your mission has been a success, you set off for Shadow Edge at once. Your triumphant return to Shadow Edge is met with the accolades of the grateful Fenorians in the eyes of these brave but beleaguered inhabitants of Kunulfanar. You are a truly worthy disciple of the great warrior spirit. Tullin Capon congratulates you and orders that the standing stone jewel you recovered be immediately restored to its proper place. Cursin, the only mage among the Flanorians, all the Flanorians, takes the jewel from you and leaves with a heavy armed contingent to carry out the final leg of the mission. Yep, makes sense. 
the standing stone jaw back in its rightful place, the town of Shadowgans is once again better protected from the evil that continually presses its borders. Curran thanks you again for retrieving the jaw, and he asks that you pay a visit to Yulia the weaponsmith. Yulia has a matter she wishes to urgently discuss with you, she says. If you would stop back, back here later... I, am also, I may also have a task worthy of your amazing abilities. You bid Chrism Kirin farewell and set off onto the streets of Shadow Edge. So that's two things to look into. But for now, for now I'm not going to do that. Let's see. I've got some items to identify. Using a Carnia. I've got the Ring of Dark Valor, the Dark Fire Blade, and the Black Bone Amulet. Getting me 48 experience to Arcania from identifying all of them. And it starts to add up, doesn't it? Now I've not even found any icons yet. Okay, what is this Dark Fire Blade? Melee rating of 4. It's magical. And we can tell it's magical now we've identified it. And it's just a weapon of magical quality. No description for it. Hmm. Other than the, the title. Okay, admittedly we know it's a black blade. Because it was a black blade when Zarok was wielding it. Okay, and let's look at these wings. Wing of Dark Valor. Three melee rating, three stamina points. This wing is carved out of solid black bone. It has been fashioned into the likeness of a fearsome serpent. Yep, so this was one of the best the best wings in, in the game for quite a while. Probably spent years on some people's fingers. But now it's been outpaced. Especially considering I've done nearly everything else in the game now. Okay, but if I've done this done this adventure when you probably should do this adventure, that would go straight on my finger. Okay, then there's some neck armor to look at. The Blackbone Amulet. Neville Reserve plus three. Hmm. Pretty good for, you know, such an early item. But worse, worse in every way than what I've got. And one aura. This piece of magical armour will protect your neck. Alright. So next time we'll find out. We'll find out what other problems there are. In this realm of Canalthar. Because it turns out that. Just defeating an interdimensional warlord. And restoring a magical crystal. Is not quite enough. To. To put this little realm back on track so next time we'll do a few we'll solve some more problems around here and until then farewell fellow adventurers you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.